Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Happy summer. Hope you're enjoying your summer. I know for us here, we make advantage of it as best we can or take advantage of it as best we can because we don't have a long summer and uh, both of us just got back some for some vacation time. So we're, we feel nice and relaxed and rested. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Our neighbor the other day is like, Oh, summer's almost over. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it, we got two months left. Two yeah, months. That's right. That's then right. Then the, the cold starts coming. I know it'll fly by, but we're just going to milk it for as much as we can. <laughs> well, welcome everybody back. And uh, before we get going into this episode, I just want to mention for all our Canadian listeners out there, about our weekend getaways through Family Life Canada. So what a weekend getaway is, is a great time for you as a married couple to get away, refresh, kind of rekindle that romance and have some time learning as a couple and growing as a couple, but also just being away as a couple. And these are all across Canada, our weekend getaways all across uh, our our, Throughout the provinces, we have great locations for you. And I just wanted to mention it to you because our weekend getaway season is coming up here. And it's a great time for you to register if that's something that you're interested in. Our early bird will be going um, for all those locations uh, right up to, uh, um, well, the dates will be on the website, I should say. Man, I'm really botching this. <laughs> It's all good. At Family Life Canada, they're not perfect, but they will help. That's right. And it's it's awesome. It's that's like right. Buckley's, right. That's no, right. It's not. It's. I shouldn't say it's like Buckley's. Buckley's is awful, but it, it works. It, it awful works. It's great and it works. How about let's put that exactly? Yeah. Family Life Canada is not awful at all. They're that's great. right. That, I, I can speak to that. I'm not. I don't work for them. And I went to Weekend Getaway, and I loved it. And my wife loved it. And uh, they just opened so many conversations that you don't even know you need to start in your marriage. And 
um, obviously it's what you put into it, but they, they just help you like hold your hand to start so many conversations mm -hmm. that are so helpful and so many communication things, understanding of how marriage works, things that I heard, uh, I think six years ago, I went to, like I took in my first family life event and I still remember things and it, and it's helpful. So for sure, I recommend it yeah. and, uh, it's awesome and it works. Yeah. Well, that's why I have a co-host. Thanks for saving me there. Uh, but yes, come attend. You'll, we won't regret it. And this is a great time to register as the fall season comes upon us here. And uh, look on our website, familylifecanada.com for the great locations, the different places you can attend and register today. You're going to love it. But aside from that, we have something else we want to talk to our listeners about. Take it away, Matt. What's, what's, what are we looking at doing here coming up? We get emails every once in a while or people just saying, hey, could you do an episode on this? And so we would love to hear your questions in the form, if possible, of a voice recording. And so what you can do is you can go to the show notes and find our emails there. And you can send in just a, a short clip, do a voice memo on your phone, email it to us. And, and we could put that into the podcast. It's your question, whatever you want to ask, whether it's about marriage, about good sex life, about pornography, about uh, anything, anything that we want to cover or that you want to cover that that is in within our our realm of of sexual health. And so, yeah, send us a question through email. If you want to send a written question, you can do that too, and we'll just read it. But um, I think a voice memo would be pretty fun. So, if you want to do that, uh, feel free again to go to our show notes, uh, go to the show notes of this episode, find our emails, and and we will we will get your question. So we there won't be a question sent in that we don't address. So it's an opportunity for you and we're excited to do that. Mm -hmm. We are. And I think it'll be something that um, we can engage with you as listeners more. And we love that. We love talking with all of you out there um, as much as we can, um, whether through email or we run into you on the street, we, we enjoy it. So um, please do that. And we would uh, really love to take part in answering those questions with you. So aside from that, today's episode, this is something that uh, we've, we're excited for because we did a Mythbuster series when was it? Two years ago? Probably, yeah. Two years ago. And in that series, we addressed specifically some sexual things. But this round, we're going to do a Mythbuster series on porn, strictly on porn. And so we're excited about this because there is a lot of myths surrounding porn, our use of porn, and what porn does to us that we want to address because we talk to a lot of people. There's some beliefs out there. We used to hold some of these beliefs as well, and it was harmful to us. So I think it's a good thing to address what these myths are because uh, they can really inform our decisions, especially when it comes to our interactions with porn. And if you didn't know some of these myths, maybe it'll be the catalyst for you to start moving towards freedom. And that's why we want to do this because it's alarming what we're going to share with you, but we want to give some hope too. So this isn't going to be a hammer on you and, uh, oh, if you believe some of these things, bad on you. No, this is, let's just have a candid conversation about some of these myths and the truth, uh, because let, I think it's important we get to the truth. <laughs> well, it's important to get to the truth. And, and a lot of the times when I'm talking with guys and even in my own life, it's like, you, you know it in theory, but when you're tempted, or when you're you're desiring that, you kind of forget about it. And so, if you can really start to dwell on some of these things, it's 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 so helpful to realize that man, you matter way more than you realize. And so, one of the myths that is so common is that this doesn't hurt anybody, right? It's mm -hmm. just, and I used to that was one of the primary ones for me for sure. I just remember just sitting in my room alone, feeling lonely in life, and and uh, just thinking it didn't matter. It wasn't making a difference. And the reality is, it 
even even if it didn't impact anybody else, it still impacts you yeah. and you matter. And so when we say my porn use doesn't hurt anybody, it ma- it hurts you um, along with a lot of other people, but but it does hurt you. And so you do matter. I just felt like, man, my life didn't matter and wasn't making a difference, wasn't impacting anybody for good or for bad. And so it didn't matter. But a lot of people will will realize this, like, no, I can see how it hurts people. But once you get into that moment, you're like, ah, no, nobody knows. And so if we can bring some of these truths and you can picture yourself when you're tempted, dwelling or, or, or remembering some of these truths, it, it could be so helpful in those times to realize that you matter so much more than you realize. Mm, that's right. Because that myth doesn't hurt anybody. What that does is I think it, it often, it, the indirect thing is it, it devalues you as a person. It devalues those around you. And we often use it as a rationalization for a certain kind of behavior, not realizing how harmful that belief is. Um, we think that this is something that only affects me if you're, if you're looking at porn. And uh, often, I mean, even that, it only affects me. But you matter. <laughs> you matter. And then if it affects you, it affects the people that you're connected to. Every relationship that's tied to you, every relationship that you have, has it, if you're suffering, if you're hurting, if you have a wound, that is going to play out in your relationships. Maybe it's very subtle. Maybe it is more pronounced, but it does affect your relationships. And we know this on a lot of different levels. Uh, I even remember this from my, you know, in the past when I was looking at porn, there were certain times where I would look at porn and I shilt, uh, I was looking at porn and the shame and the guilt were very real and it caused me to pull back. There were certain key points in my life I remember where I pulled back from moments and opportunities that I, if I was in a better state of mind, could have um, made an impact, made a difference. Um, I remember that specifically in ministry. I remember I pulled back a lot because I felt so much shame. I didn't feel like I had what it took and I felt less than. And because of that, what God was doing in me, the gifts and um, the purposes he had in my life were not lived out in the way that I think that they could have been. Um, I remember this one time I was serving at uh, a camp uh, for at-risk teens, and I had an opportunity um, there, at the end of this camp season. Um, we, we all got back together. We got back from camp, and there was this moment I remember very clearly where we were having this kind of campfire, and everybody was sharing what God had done in that summer. And well, I had come back home from camp and I was pumped. I was on a high. I was feeling great about myself. Uh, I'd been used by God and God had done a lot of amazing things. Um, I get back and I wasn't watching my life carefully and feeling a little bit tired. And sure enough, I looked at porn. Well, that happened maybe a few days before this campfire where we were going to be sharing about what God had done. So when it came to my turn at that campfire, I just remained silent all the great things that God had done in my life, I couldn't share with the people around me. Even the things I had seen God do through others that maybe no one was going to speak to, I could have spoke to that and encouraged somebody, blessed somebody through that, but I remained silent. Why? Because I felt so much shame and guilt that I didn't want to speak up. And so there's moments like that. Maybe it's not like my example, but there's moments like that for us, maybe with a coworker where maybe they're sharing some real life stuff, right? They're sharing some things that maybe they've never shared before in the office to you. And because you've looked at porn that week, or maybe you are in the midst of that battle, you feel like you have nothing to say. So you remain silent. 
And that's just a, you know, anecdotal example of what this could look like. But I live that too. And we don't want that for you because that's what porn can do. It affects those, those serendipitous moments where someone shares something or there's a moment where God's wanting to use you in those, those uh, examples for, and, and you just pull back because you don't feel you have what it takes. And there's just a simple example of how relationships can be affected because we're in the midst of an addiction to porn or looking at porn. That's a great example. It's a great example. And I mean, take that example and bring that into a marriage where um, in a marriage, maybe your husband's like, ah, my wife doesn't know and it's not hurting her. If you're, if you're watching porn, you have that secret, you feel guilt. Are you free and fully free, free to love your wife or fully loving your wife? Um, oftentimes the answer is no, maybe hundred percent of the time it's no, um, in the way that she wants or desires or the way that you could, if you were not watching this stuff. And so I remember there was a guy, um, a few months ago, he's like, man, I need help because I just told my wife, they'd been married for like 30 plus years, just told my wife. And, and I said, did she know? And, and he's like, no, no, she never knew, but she, she knew, like she knew mm-hmm. something was off with me. And that's a reality that happens is a wife is like, what is going on? I hear all the time from wives. Like I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was or like, oh, and now I understand why he wasn't being open with me emotionally, but I didn't understand then. And so we like a wife will know something's off when a husband or, or she'll know that he's like, like pulling back or not proactively loving her in the way that mm-hmm. he could um, when he's engaging in this stuff. And so we can think, Oh no, she doesn't know about the betrayal, the porn, whatever, but she knows something's off. And so it does impact people more than we realize because we're not just made to, to um, like not hurt people. We're made to help people. We're made to bless people. And so, yeah, you could justify and say, no, this isn't hurting anybody if nobody knows, but you're not helping anybody. You're not blessing people. You're not, the, the limit um, that's on your ministry is real. And so I'm not saying ministry vocationally. I'm saying we're all made to impact people and, and it impacts that. And so that was something that God had to show to me is that everything that I do, good and bad, it impacts people. And I didn't understand that at all. And so when you're sitting in your house, your apartment, your room, and you're all alone, you haven't talked to anybody all day and you think, oh, I may as well do this. You're impacting people negatively when you do that. And it's really, really sad. You're also robbing yourself of, of experiencing the joy of impacting others. You're robbing yourself of the joy of, of relationship. And I remember lots of, lots of especially younger people have said like, this impacts my relationships, my friendships at school. Um, I, I want to go have fun with people, but I feel so distracted in my mind. Uh, I want to be able to engage in my youth group, but I, I feel so awkward around the girls. And there's just so much, so much limitation that's put on it. Um, and so, yeah, for you, like what is real? If you can, if you can think back, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about what is self-awareness? Like everybody thinks that they're self-aware, but all of us are self-aware to some degree and all of us are not self-aware to, other, to, to another degree. And so if you can think in your life, like how has this impacted your relationships maybe in a greater way than you knew? Um, sometimes it's really helpful to go and talk to people in your life and, and I'll have, especially husbands do that to wives, like, hey, tell me the fullness of how this has impacted you. Because a lot of times we don't know. We think we know, but we don't really know. And if we can really be become aware of the impact of our actions on other people, 
um, it just, it increases our motivation. It's like, it increases the sense of value. Sometimes I'll say this, it increases the guilt that you feel. But what I think is really good about that is it increases your ability to repent fully. It's not carry the guilt, but it's experience that guilt and then realize, okay, I need to repent of more than I, than I realized. And then you can, you can really do that. Um, in scripture where it talks about you and you, if we're engaged in sexual immorality, um, we don't get to inherit the kingdom of God. It's that God has so much for you. He's got joy. He's got purpose. He's got relationships and this stuff limits you. And so when you're, you're, you're called to be a light, but there's so much darkness in your body because of what you've put your eyes on, it's impacting people more than we realize. There's stats on out there and studies on this stuff on the impact of marriages when there's porn versus when there's not porn, there's older studies and, and newer studies. Hey, Brad. Yeah. There's one from 2002 that at family life, we always cite this one, but back then, this is a long time ago, almost 20 or over 20 years ago. Um, a group of lawyers, matrimonial lawyers, so divorce lawyers, essentially, uh, they did a study and they, of all the cases that they had done, even going back further um, and, and, and moving forward as well, but they did a study um, looking at marital breakdown. What were their main causes of marital breakdown? They actually discovered is something very interesting that um, 56% of divorce, the cases that they looked at, cited porn as a central issue to the breakup. So that was in 2002. 56% of divorces had porn as the main reason for marital dissolvement. That's incredible. And that's back in 2002 when internet was incredibly slow dial up, right? <laughs> so like it was way harder to access, way more time to do it. Now it's, it's lightning quick. And so you can imagine 56% of divorces, what is it now? I mean, and I don't know if there's actually been as comprehensive a study in, uh, that has been done back then to happen now, but if they were to do a study, I'm sure we would see even more because porn is way more ac- accessible, way more readily available for us and way more powerful in, in the, uh, the images, the, um, the degree of, of porn that's out there and just how fast it is as far as to access it. So this is incredible for us to know marriage if your spouse is your closest neighbor, um, porn is affecting you, your closest neighbor, there's going to be a reflection of what's happening to you occurring to your closest neighbor more than anything, more than anyone. So if marriage breakdown, if we're seeing that one of the central reasons for marriage breakdown is porn, well, there you go. There's your study. <laughs> like, don't take our word for it. And of course, we go to the, we go to scripture to know the impact of, of what these things do, but it's great when we see studies just reflecting what scripture already says to us, um, how porn is something that impacts people around us and not only us, but the people around us, it affects our loved ones. So uh, if you're married and you think that, Hey, this is only my issue. It's not affecting my wife. It's not affecting my husband. I'm just going to be very blunt with you. That's not true. You know, you need to get rid of that lie because it is impacting your spouse. And more than anything, this is going to erode your intimacy. It's going to erode your ability to be present in your marriage. I know this. Uh, Matt was telling you were talking about this. Like sometimes we're not present. And it's so true. When I was a husband looking at porn behind closed doors, thinking that it wasn't impacting my wife, she knew well before there was full disclosure well before she discovered this in our marriage. And I revealed this in our marriage. She knew something was wrong. In fact, I remember this one time, this was early on in our marriage. 
I shared this in my story, actually. You want to go listen to episode number two or three or whatever that is. But I came to bed one night and I thought everything was was fine. I had just come back looking from bad porn and come to bed. My beautiful wife's in bed. And I remember it was quiet. I thought she was asleep. She just asked me outright, did you look at porn? And I remember in that moment, I'm like, how does she know? This is insane. Like I had just come from the other room looking at porn and here I am in bed with her now and she read my mail. She knew that I had looked at porn. And I'm like, how does she know? And <laughs> it's incredible. Our wives know. Fellas, our wives know. And they know when we're not fully present. They know when something's off. And she called me out on it that night. I'm thankful in that moment I was honest with her, even though that was a very painful moment in our marriage. I don't want that for you. I don't want you to have to impact or see your wives impacted this way where they are so hurt by what we're doing and what we think is only hurting us or we, we don't think it's hurting her. It's not true. Even if she doesn't know about it, it is hurting her because you're not fully present in the marriage. Imagine how free you could be, free from porn, knowing that there's no secrets existing between you and your wife, knowing there's no secrets existing at all, that you can have full intimacy, be fully present, fully there with her, how amazing your marriage could be. And I know this because I lived it. I've lived both sides. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's much better to have no secrets, to be porn-free in your marriage, and to experience that degree of intimacy in your marriage. And to see that your wife now isn't being hurt and impacted in such uh, alarming, profound ways with our porn use. So I just want to say that to you. Kill that myth. That's, that's not true. That porn doesn't hurt anybody, especially our spouse. It does. That's a great story. Kristen just knew. She just knew. She's smart. She knows things. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good one. Can't, no. can't, uh, can't get things viral, which is good. No, no, that's right. <laughs> good. And for you parents out there, or you want to be parents, man, it makes a difference. It makes a difference spiritually when you let things into the home. I was just talking to a kid um, uh, that we're working with. He's, I love this guy, but he was just on a mission trip and he was seeing, he was in a country where there's just tons of, spiritual warfare that happens everywhere of course but biblically there's geographical regions where the demonic kind of has a, a rule or a hold over people or over a region and that's a whole other teaching but this is a real thing um and some of you i'm sure know that but so this guy was telling this story where there was a bridge between regions and on one side of the bridge they would go and they would hand out gospel tracts like books with gospel and they and they wouldn't uh, the people on one side of the bridge wouldn't take the tracks but then the the people would come over the same people they would cross the bridge to the other side and they would take the gospel tracks and there was such oppression where they had let the demonic run rampant on the one side of the bridge in that region and so there's there's a there's a real spiritual side to this he was telling this other story where people would go by this river and they had been told in this buddhist culture that when they cross this or, or go by this river if they kill themselves they'll come back and they'll they'll like reincarnate and have a better life wow and so they do that and so they had been told this this group of youth on on a mission trip and then they went by this river and they started having thoughts that they had never had before suicidal thoughts hmm. and they had prayed for their group beforehand and so it, they, it all became okay but in the demonic in or in the spiritual realm there's a demonic like a, a an aspect to that when you let this into your home 
you, you it's it's scary like you don't want to do that mm-hmm. and i think spiritually speaking we've seen it lots but there's a there's an impact on kids now let's get away from the spiritual let's just stay emotional you're tied up in shame you're tied up in guilt you don't connect well with your kids there's such an impact when a kid is like why why isn't my dad there why isn't yeah. my mom there why aren't why can't i talk to them about this how many parents say i i don't think i can talk to my kid because i'm struggling with it mm-hmm. and there's there's so many stories that we've seen where if an if a parent struggles with it but they don't deal with it the kid struggles with it worse yeah i've seen it so many times it's yeah. like it's a pattern right and so we we want to deal with it um there's a i love the, the ladies her, her name that did this study her name is mary ainsworth mm-hmm. and um it's a, it's called the strange situation study or another one. It's kind of goes hand in hand, but the adult detachment interview. And so it said, this is like a long time ago, like decades ago that 55% of us had secure attachment as infants. Yeah. And so basically half of, half of infants had secure attachment with their kids, which meant if, if 55 did 45% of infants didn't have secure attachment with their parents. And so as those infants grew up, they became insecure. They became more likely to be um, addicted and addicted to various things, various substances. But it's because they didn't have a secure attachment emotionally with their parents. They might have been there, but there was no secure emotional attachment. And so this stuff impacts because when when we're constantly going to porn, that is proof that we don't have any emotional um, ability to handle things. When we just constantly are escaping or we're numbing out, uh, we're never processing feelings. It, that's proof that we don't know how to how to emotionally connect with others because we don't even know how to emotionally open up ourselves. And so what I love is that when we remove a sexual vice from the equation, then you're face to face with the emotions that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Then you have to understand how to process things in a healthy way, which means going to God, going to other people and processing things and becoming healthier. Then you can attach more with your kids then you can you can give more stability emotionally and spiritually. You can clear your house of this darkness in the spiritual realm. And there's so much impact in the home when a parent is willing to step up and do the right thing. Yeah. And so we want to really challenge you and and make you realize like this stuff matters so much more than we realize. I remember there's this this uh, story of this girl that I read on fight the new drug. If you don't know fight the new drug, there's lots of um, stats out there. Their mission is to to educate people on, on the harms of pornography. So they do lots of stats, put videos out on the science of things. It's really good. I recommend it. And, um, and so I, rem- I remember reading this story of this girl and she was like, my whole entire life, I didn't understand why my dad just worked and worked and worked. All he did was work all the time. And he would miss my cheerleading. He would miss dinners. And he, I wanted to play with my dad. He wasn't there. She grew up and maybe it was like late teen years or early adult, I forget. But then she learned that her dad wasn't working all the time. He was just in his office watching porn. Mm -hmm. And so she realized like my dad chose porn over me and that affected my whole childhood. And that's not a one-time story. That happens a lot. And it's really, really sad. So don't be deceived in thinking this doesn't impact people. Maybe it hurts me, but it doesn't hurt anybody else. Don't be deceived into thinking that. No, our behavior and the choices we make definitely impact others. And if you're a parent, for sure. And I mean, I love what you're talking about here because uh, we we were uh, made aware of this a few years back. Um, I know Ted Roberts spoke to this. Um, if you're wondering, he was uh, the, used to be the president of Pure Desire. But uh, he talked about the science of epigenetics 
And what that is, is simply that we can pass down behavior onto our children physiologically. So we know this, I mean, you've probably heard how if there's alcoholism in your family, that there's more of a predisposition to that. Why is that? Well, because in our brain, in our behavior, um, which affects us physiologically, um, that actually creates kind of a code within us that we can pass on if, I mean, you know, you come together with your spouse and you, you know, get pregnant and you pass that through sperm to egg, you can pass that on to your children. And that, that kind of code gets passed on genetically to your children where there's a predisposition. This is the same for porn. Um, using porn, watching porn um, creates that behavior within us changes and rewires our brain we'll talk more about that in another episode and that can actually be passed down to our kids and they have more of a predisposition to that addiction or addiction in general so not only spiritually and emotionally in our behavior how that affects the the next generation but physiologically as well too but the the good news about this too is we can change um so if we make better decisions if we uh receive from the holy spirit we get healing. We move away from these behaviors to better behavior. Um, we can pass that on too. So you might be thinking, well, I've been watching porn for so long. I'm so fearful. I'm going to pass this on to my kids as I'm hearing you. Well, there's hope for you. And I'm just saying, start today, not tomorrow. Um, and moving in your freedom journey because you can pass good things on to the next generation if you're married, if you have kids. So that's something that I think we need to prayerfully consider doesn't just affect us it affects all of uh, those around us as well and even our kids so that's something we need to think and we can pass down great legacy to our children through the choices we make now yeah and and even beyond porn it's what does porn do to you porn teaches you how to lie porn teaches you that in that at least the perception is that you're you're not strong enough to do things you can't accomplish things because you've tried to get free of this for so long you haven't been able to and so you must not be that good of a person or strong or capable and those beliefs even when i've seen a lot or even when people quit the behavior those beliefs carry with them Mm -hmm. and i've seen it where it's like 50 years later in people and they still believe things and shame came into their life through sexual activity when they're teenagers and it's really really sad and so when you carry that shame or those beliefs like that study showed you pass insecurity onto your kids Mm -hmm. Like we're saying, you it limits your ministry, it limits your impact, it limits the joy that you experience in life. It's really sad. And we haven't even talked about the impact on your relationship with God. Yeah. <laughs> right. And right. that's a real thing. And yeah, and I would say it doesn't have to be. God is always welcoming. He's always chasing you. Adam and Eve sin, they're hiding. God's like, Where are yeah. you? He's going and he's looking for them. God isn't isn't removed. We are separating ourselves because of shame. Yeah. And and that's that's a really real thing. And so there's so much more for you. God is God has so much more for you. There's so much more in life. And if you need to quit, I just encourage you, like this is the day. Don't let pride stop you. Don't let fear stop you. I'll say this too, because this happens a lot where people are like, oh, I can't afford things. Don't let money stop you. Reach out to us at restoredministries.ca. Reach out. I don't I don't really care if money's an issue, we'll work something out. Um, because it's impact over money. That finances are just a thing that we can work out with people's situations but don't let things stop you if it don't let say or don't let don't don't say no to your freedom simply for reasons that you're not even sure if they're valid um inquire like look at what's look at what's out there there's people getting help there's people getting free i promise you there's people in worse situations than you that are getting free and getting healed yes and getting transformed and so if you need to 
get help individually, reach out restoredministries.ca. If you need help in your marriage, go to a weekend getaway. Mm -hmm. um, even for restored, we've had multiple people go to weekend getaways and then they're like, whoa, I realized I needed to deal with this because it came up in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're a fearful husband thinking, oh, I don't want to go to a getaway. <laughs> it's going to come up. <laughs> yeah. No, don't let that stop you. It has to come out of your marriage. Um, and weekend getaways are awesome. Restored, we've got, we've got support for you. So if you're stuck, if you need help, Make sure you reach out. And uh, and again, like we said at the start, if you have a question, something that you want us to cover in a podcast episode, make sure to go to the show notes, get get a voice memo, send it to our email, and we'll be more than happy yeah. to address it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're wanting to know a little bit of, okay, what are some steps for me? What are some nexts for me? Definitely what Matt mentioned. But even if you want to hear some of the things on our past episodes on this podcast, like the Path Out of Porn series, I don't remember what episodes there are, but that might give you a, a little bit of an understanding of, Hey, what can I do? What are my next? What are the decisions that I need to make to get this out of my life? And that can be helpful for you. Um, there's great resources in those episodes. So go back, find the Path Out of Porn series. I think it was a, a year or so, two years ago, um, and, and engage that. We maybe we'll put it in the show notes, a link to that, so you can and have a better understanding of maybe some steps for you. But this has been so great chatting with you about this. We're going to continue this. I think the next episodes, we're going to talk more about the industry as a whole, porn industry, um, specifically with that question of porn doesn't hurt anybody. Okay. So we're going to talk about that with that understanding, that framework, specifically about the porn industry. So you're not going to want to miss it. The next episode of our, our Mythbusters kind of series with porn. So stay tuned. We'll check in with you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.